You're listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball career guide. Play ball! Now, here's your host, David Burns. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 56, and today will be a little bit of a brain dump on French baseball. There's been a number of players that we've placed over there in recent years, and uh, so I've had a lot of feedback from them, and this is pretty much me just passing on that information that I've gathered. So let's start with the league in itself, the French Elite League, which is the top league. There are eight clubs within the league. And they play over a 28 regular season schedule and then a best of five series in the semifinal and final. Actually, I believe there's a quarterfinal as well because I think the top six teams of the eight teams make the playoffs and then the bottom two are in the relegation round with the top two clubs of the second division. Uh, I know the baseball in France has improved significantly over the years. I know that they their national team has finished sixth in uh, 2014 and 15. They did quite well. Uh, Owen Ozenich, which is a French-born American right-hand pitcher, uh, is on the team, and obviously his presence has bolstered that lineup. And then that new head coach, Eric Gagné, as you all know, is a former Cy Young Award winner and a World Series champion. So with his leadership, I only expect more and more uh, results that are similar or better in the near future. Of course, they're up against the likes of the Netherlands and Italy, Germany and Czech Republic, Spain. Uh, those are the clubs that are a little bit ahead of them, or sorry, national teams that are a little bit ahead of them. Uh, but in 2015, I know Owen, when he was on the mound in Germany, in Regensburg, playing the, nas- the German national team, and I know that he led his team to a 3-2 win. So, French is definitely up there, and they're on the rise, French baseball. Of the eight clubs, four or five of them are kind of situated at the top of the league and and jockeying for those first four positions. Uh, But typically, the Ruin Huskies are at the top year after year. In 2015, they were 27-1. and Uh, so they really dominated the, the, the league and they went on to win in 2015 after being upset in 2014. But uh, traditionally, they're at the top in the past decade or a little more than a decade. They've won 10 out of the last 13 championships. Uh, not too far behind them were Senart, who also do quite well in European competitions. So the Euro- it's called the European Cup, where the top clubs from around Europe play in a tournament and I know the Huskies and, and both the Huskies and Senart do quite well in those tournaments sometimes upsetting the Italian and Dutch teams uh, but in the end they, they're falling short they just don't have enough depth right now but uh, with the right importing they definitely compete well with those clubs uh, towards the bottom of the league then uh, it drops off quite a bit if you look at the 2015 standings the French Cubs were 4-24 and so there's quite an quite an extreme difference from top to bottom in terms of level of play and uh, you know even with some very good imports those bottom clubs have trouble putting together some wins five out of the eight clubs are situated in and around France or France (laughs) Paris within an hour I know the French clubs Cubs are about an hour away Uh, we also have Senart, Savigny, Rouen, and Paris University are all in and around Paris, with Paris University obviously being right in the heart of Paris, or pretty darn close to it. 
actually, I third I heard that the import house is only about twenty minutes from downtown Paris. And then we have three other the other three teams: Montpellier, Beaucaire, and Toulouse, are in the south near the Mediterranean. Especially Beaucaire and Montpellier. Montpellier is right on the Mediterranean, where Toulouse I know is a little wet is west and inland, maybe an hour or so. Not one hundred percent sure, but they're definitely right down in the south where it's much warmer and drier, better better weather as opposed to the Paris clubs that uh, it's known to rain quite a bit up and around the Paris area <clears throat> with some different, uh, definitely some lower temperatures there. In terms of level of play, uh, you know, it can be compared to a, an average to a, a good college level, especially as you get towards the top of the French Elite League with the Huskies and Senart. I, I've I've heard that you can even compare. I've heard people compare them to a ball, even. Uh, but I, I think it, the best comparison sounds like a, a good or strong college team. The second division uh, also imports a little bit. Uh, it's a much as you know. You can imagine that the level of baseball uh, drops off quite a bit, like most second divisions across Europe. Uh, somewhere around high school to a, a low college level of baseball. But it does give you a foot-in-the-door opportunity. They typically look for guys that are player coaches or can really work with the youth program as their goal is to eventually promote to the first division. Uh, and they really want to work with the youth, so that's super important for them. Uh, utility guys, guys that can pitch, play a position, can swing the bat as well, um, are what they're typically looking for. Where in the French Elite League, uh, they, they're looking for a lights-out pitcher, number one, and then a guy that can bang the ball, typically play shortstop. Uh, sometimes they'll be looking for a catcher, but take note if you're a catcher, you, sh- you should be able to play another position because import catchers are not allowed to catch for import pitchers. So therefore, when the import pitcher is pitching, they need you to play some other position, preferably shortstop. Uh, that's, those are the positions they tend to fill. Importing in 2015 uh, was pretty busy. They, there's an estimated 22 to 24 imports in the league with a variety of different backgrounds and nationalities. There is a trend of more and more American imports. Uh, in the past, it's, there's been a lot of Latin imports, but I think that it's starting to even out a little bit. Um, so it's been said that you know anywhere from the college, recent college grads to to triple a experience um so you know for anywhere from d3 base uh, college baseball to d1 baseball was seen in the league some of the schools that the ncaa schools that were represented in 2015 are texas yukon csu bakersfield and ucla again they're looking for guys that are two-way players as well uh if you can if you can come in in relief as well as playing shortstop or catching then then that's huge for them definitely you should be prepared to do some coaching whether you're in the first or second division uh you know there's a lot of spare time during the week the games are played on weekends so they're looking for you to be doing school projects often or working with the youth uh in the evenings on the days off where you don't have practice um so that's typically how what is expected expected of imports compensation wise uh you know they're going to fly you over and fly you back at the end of the season 
that's all covered accommodations and some you know a, a food allowance pretty much is what you can expect and maybe a little more than that so uh, it is nice to come with your own savings but it's not necessary you can get by without spending any money the question is do you want to do a lot of traveling if so then you should come with some money in your pocket for sure housing wise uh, not too many are hosted for the most part they're set up in an apartment you know fully furnished internet everything you need uh, transportation's provided so if you're you know out of the out of the town a bit then they'll provide a car if you're in town then most likely a public transport pass okay if we're looking at um, cost of living Paris is very expensive. That's definitely something you need to take into consideration. The further out of Paris you get, then it does get cheaper. For example, Montpellier is 33% cheaper than it is in Paris. So Paris is one of the most expensive cities in all of Europe, up there with uh, pretty close to, to Switzerland, or sorry, Zurich, Switzerland, uh, which is the most expensive alongside London. Uh, as far as English is concerned, the French aren't known for speaking English very well, but of course in the touristy areas they will speak English much better than the more rural areas. Uh, but you can expect to struggle a little bit with that. Facility-wise, Toulouse, Rouen, the French Cubs or Chartres, and Senart all have beautiful fields. Uh, with Rouen kind of getting the, the number one vote time and time again, with its, I guess they have really nice cages. They have a turf infield and a grass outfield. On the other spectrum, Savigny, their field is so poor that they're not permitted to play home games, and therefore they're strictly a travel team. Uh, the best location, again and again, is Montpellier, right on the Mediterranean. It's a young, vibrant town. Lots to do, lots of beaches. Uh, so I, I've heard nothing but good things about that. Um, Montpellier. The weather is great. Their field, on the other hand, is not the nicest, but I mean it's a trade-off. You're living on the Mediterranean. And then, of course, Paris is no slouch. Living in Paris would be unreal. And I know Paris University is only 20-minute subway uh, from the import house subway ride to the city center. Now, when I say Paris University, it doesn't mean it's a university team and you have to be enrolled in the university. I believe they just use the facilities there or hold the name Paris University for some reason. It's some sort of arrangement there, but you do not have to be a student to be on the team. Best exposure in 2016, well, what I mean by that is if you can get on with one of the top two clubs that will then be playing in the European Cup in 2016, then that will provide you some exposure to the rest of Europe. So with that being said, the Rouen Huskies finished first and Montpellier Barracudas finished second. And those are the two clubs that will be playing against the likes of Ital Italian clubs, um, Dutch clubs, German clubs, and so on. So if you can get on with one of those clubs, then that's only going to help your situation. And lastly, if the EuroLeague baseball does take off in 2016, the Huskies and Center are both entered to play in the EuroLeague baseball. It might be pushed back to 2017. At this time, it's unclear. But all the more reason to get on with those teams because potentially they could be playing in the EuroLeague baseball and traveling around Europe during the week and then playing in their national French competitions on the weekend. So a lot of baseball if you get on with one of those teams. 
Okay, so I hope that gives you a nice summary of what's going on in French baseball. Look forward to a more detailed, more detailed information in a in an ebook that I'm going to be releasing soon about baseball in all of Europe. So without further ado, let's get on with this interview with Michael Leach. I interviewed Michael in 2014, the late at towards the end of the season. He was playing with the French Cubs. So this is a little long overdue, this podcast episode, but he has a lot of information inside of this interview. So please have a listen to add to the information that I've provided you. This is first-hand perspective of what it's like playing baseball in France. Okay, Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, so you're you're sitting somewhere in France right now. I didn't have time to Google map where where you are, so you're going to have to describe it. But first of all, let's let's go to your baseball background. Um, what's your baseball background, and and how did uh, this job in France come about? Well, uh, I played baseball in high school. After high school, I went to a, a community college. I'm from Seattle, Washington. Uh-huh. Um, I went to a community college in Walla Walla, Washington. Yeah. Um, after one year, I uh, transferred to a Division One school, North Dakota State University, mm-hmm. uh, in Fargo, North Dakota. I played in uh, Fargo for three years. Uh, I was a starting catcher for my junior and senior year. Um, my senior year, I was first team all league. I was all tournament, and uh, NDSU actually we went to the NCA tournament and we went and played Oregon State in a regional. Oh, right on. So um, this this kind of came about. You know, I I was I was struggling a little bit at the start of the year, and I wanted to continue my career. Um, playing baseball and and I had heard about playing in Europe and and that there's possibilities over here and so I started doing some research. Uh, the first first league I actually came up with was uh, in Israel <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to go there. Yeah, and, you know, I continued to research and and I found your website and it really, I mean, it gave me a great opportunity to to showcase myself and I got an email from the coach in here in Chat, France, uh, for the French Cubs of Chat. Mm-hmm. Um, And I stayed in contact throughout the year for a couple weeks um, with uh, with the president and also the the head coach here uh, for the Cubs. Now, Schott is spelled C H A R T E S. C H A R T R E S. R E S. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, so you obviously know how to pronounce it because I don't. Because I was saying Chartres or something. I don't know what I was saying <laughs> in my head. I was saying that, but uh, apologize for that to any guys in the club there. But um, but basically, they're called the French Cubs, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. They're the French Cubs. So you came out. This is your first international exposure. Um, yeah. So you, you've you came out. When did you come out? I uh, finished school season in June, and I my first games here I think were around June 9th. Yeah. Now they were. Yeah, they were. They picked you up kind of late. I remember that. I remember they were emailing me, and and uh, and then you were emailing me about it, and yeah. So so that all worked out, and it sounds like you're having a great time. Um, where where's the club located? It's uh, Chasse France is about an hour train ride southwest of Paris. Okay. Um, and it's also a little bit over an hour car ride yeah. um, to, to get to Paris, which isn't bad. Yeah, yeah. I remember actually I did Google Map it uh, back when I was talking to you and, and actually prior to you I was in contact with them and I Google Mapped them because they were new to the 
the French Elite League, right? Like they just got promoted this year. So they were kind of off my radar until I got an email from them. And uh, so, so that's when I kind of became familiar with, with the French Cubs. So, um, yeah, how, how's the season going? I know it's probably a struggle because it, you got promoted – the team got promoted this year and it's not 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 exactly easy to work your way up the ranks uh, after being promoted so how did the club season go uh this year we were uh three and 24 mm-hmm. um before i got out here they were i think it was zero and 16 or zero and 18 mm-hmm. um and then uh, i got out here and and you know we just kept working and they put me in the batting order and we ended up winning a couple games mm-hmm. um and you know we're we're still playing. We're in the play down right now, um, and that'll be played here in the next couple of weeks. Um, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, me and my roommate, who's also an American, we we can keep the French Cubs in the Division One yeah. in the Elite League here. Yeah, yeah. So so your roommate um, is also on the website. So who's your roommate again? Uh, Joshua Wyant. Okay, Joshua Wyant. Yeah. So he also is is on the website, and he signed there as well. Yeah. Um, and are there any other imports on the team? Uh, they've had a lot, actually. I think they've had seven different imports this year, um, oh, which wow. is one reason why they've they've been so up and down. Um, this is, I think, this is the first year they've used used your website. Yeah. And um, and they the the first couple imports kind of washed out. Um, and then they had a couple people go home just because either they were tired of being here or you know there's family stuff. Yeah. Um, there was another. There's one more import, Brandon Barrow, yeah. uh, who's also on your website. Yeah. Um, he's a left-handed pitcher. He actually got hurt. He hurt his arm. Yeah. Uh, um. And and so oh, they sent him home to to see a doctor. Um, so now it's just me and Josh here right now. Okay, I didn't know Brandon went home. Yeah, no, I know that they had, uh, you know, things didn't work out prior to you guys coming there. Um, I, I think that's also kind of the challenge with the language barrier too. Um, it's not easy, and, and you know, so now I'm I'm in the service of helping clubs. Of course, that I, I helped a couple of clubs, and it takes a long a long time, you know, to between correspondence with guys, checking if they're available making sure that they have the right character, you know, that they're not going to go home early and things like that because that does happen across Europe. Prior to my website, it happened across Europe, and clubs really need to do their due diligence, you know, in, in, in researching the guys and actually getting to know them and meet them on Skype and ask them some tough questions. And So it's not an easy process, but it looks like with you and Josh, things have worked out pretty good now. Um, so uh, how, how's the season going for yourself and Josh, uh, you know, individually? Uh, for me, you know, I only played in eleven games because okay. uh, I came so late. Yeah. Uh, but I had, I ended up having forty at bats. Um, I hit uh, third, fourth, or fifth in the lineup. Um, uh, I hit three seventy five. Um, you know, I I hit a I hit a little streak there. A couple games, I was I was hitless. Um, just because I was trying to do too much, try to try to win games by myself and. And uh, that's one thing that that I've learned here in France that, you know, even though even though you are in those positions to drive in runs, you you just gotta do your job and you know yeah. get your hits when you can, get good pitches and and put a good swing on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually struggle with that all the time. Is I'm always trying to do too much. Uh, 
I'm 40 now and I've been trying to do too much for 20 years and I just it's hard not to you know when your heart's pumping and there's guys on base and it's your job to produce and sometimes you do you, you do try to do too much but you know 375 is very respectable and and I know it's not exactly an easy league there's some you know top quality imports with some of the clubs so I mean um you know so I think you're doing a good job there so how's uh how what how would you you know compare the level of ball or, or you know we don't have to go into depth about it because I've had a number of episodes about French baseball but what's your impression on the baseball in France? Just a quick pause for our sponsor Sambat. IBC is now a supplier for Sambat in Europe, so any clubs looking for team orders can contact me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com and we'll hook you up. Um, you know, it's, for me, it's been, it's been really up and down. I would say it's, it's right around, you know, maybe an average division two, um, just because, you know, the, most of the imports are actually very good. Um, imports are usually the best players on the team. Um, and then the, the better teams in the league, they have the French guys that, that, you know, produce and they might be on the French national team and something like that. Um, and so, you know, from the imports, it just kind of goes down from there, from the level of baseball. But yeah, it's not bad. There's we have uh, there's there's one or two teams that have uh, Cuban nationals. Um, they've been in the Cuban league. Uh, we have guys that have that have played Triple A, Double A um, in the states. You know, guys with college experience. It's it's a wide array, but I mean, it's it's most mostly a good good division good yeah, league yeah so um speaking about your club um you know being on the on the bottom there uh what's the experience been like though like have has experience playing for i'm going to try to say it now uh Chartres. uh how is it has that been a you know a good experience for you have you is it have you enjoyed playing with this club even though you may not have a lot of wins in in the win column yeah you know, I, I have. I really have. Um, it's been really great to, to have a, a unique experience. Um, and this is my first time in Europe. And so, you know, first coming here, I, I didn't really know what to expect after my college season. Um, and now, uh, so I, I kind of laid low a little bit and just did what I could. But now it's like I'm trying to I'm trying to input myself more. Um, I throw a lot more batting practice. Uh, I manage a lot more. You know, okay, we're gonna bunt, we're gonna hit and run, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. I, I try to input myself more um, in a coaching role, I guess, like mm-hmm. a player coach a little bit. Um, just because some some of the guys here they haven't they haven't had nearly as much experience. Um, if you think about it, I I played you know 20 25 games every year that i was in high school and then when i got to college i was playing 60 games a year yeah. and here i mean they're playing 20 to 30 games a year so just the experience and the different coaching that i've had i try to implement that in uh, in batting practice and fielding during practice you know during games um but it's it's been it's been a unique experience and i've loved helping coach coach some guys and and really try to make everyone better, and that's that's the that's really the job as an import is you're not just here to play, but you're here to coach, and you're here to get the younger kids better, you're here to get your team better, you're here to get the whole organization, and and really just have a, a unique, enjoyable experience. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're you know the French league and and the Swiss league or the the Austrian league. These these leagues are all around the same level. French league's probably a little better, but but they're all looking for guys that are gonna just are willing and open about sharing their knowledge, you know, and bringing some some input. And so it's not just about how you produce on the field too. So so you, you're a catcher. Uh, are you you playing any other positions or are you strictly catching because I, I know some are have rules where you you know you can't catch in the second game or whatever and so yeah. what's what's uh, going on in france the uh the french league they have a rule that um an import pitcher can't throw to an import catcher yeah we have that here too in austria um And so my roommate Josh, he's a pitcher third base and catch when he's pitching. Um, so we have another, we have a French catcher. Um, and so <laughs> I got here, I got here on a Friday, and uh, we have this little team get together at the bar on Friday nights. Uh, mm-hmm. So every Friday night we go to the bar and, and have this get together. Um, and so I, I'm meeting people for the first time, and and the coach looks at me and he goes, "So uh, what other positions do you play?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, I." I mean, I can play a little first base. I can play, you know, some outfield. I can DH. And they said, "Hey, have you ever played third base?" <laughs> but I'm like, "Well, you know, I played third base when I was younger." And they said, "Oh, by the way, you're starting at third base uh, in your first game, and you're going to be hitting four or five for us." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, sounds good to me." Yeah. Well, you know, that's those are the, usually the things you kind of find out ahead of time, you know, if that's where you plan on putting them. But I think they were in a squeeze to get in a guy before the deadline too, and uh, maybe they didn't have time to ask you if you could play third base too. But but that is typically the way it goes in Europe is, you know, they, they have you doing everything, you know. Uh, so it's uh, that's usually what they're looking for. You're not coming in. You're not playing one position. There's no way. So especially since pitchers can't pitch in the first game, you know, usually or whatever it is, the import pitchers can only pitch in a certain game. So if you're when you're not pitching, you're playing somewhere, you know, and quite often it's shortstop, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. So, uh, you know, You've, you've. I guess you've been there long enough now to to have had exposure to the rest of the league. Uh, uh, are there any clubs that kind of stand out as as the clubs that you know you would recommend as to anybody? You know, of course, you probably would recommend your own club as well. But I'm just saying, like, which clubs kind of seem to be uh, the top clubs around the league? Um. Well, usually there. There's one team that that has won the league. They won the league like ten years in a row. Yeah. Um, and it's you and I would pronounce it ruin. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm pretty sure they pronounce it Ron. Um, and they actually didn't. They didn't win it this year. Um, and they usually have import players on their team. Um, other clubs. I mean, there's there's three clubs in Paris. Um, Puke. Yeah. Uh, Sinart uh, and Savini. Mm-hmm. Um. Puke and uh, Sonart, they usually have more um, uh, Venezuelans and Latins, Cubans. Yeah. Um, Savini had two Japanese on their team this year. Yeah. And then uh, another another good team is uh, Montpellier, yeah. which is they had three Americans on their team, um, and I'm pretty sure they all all three Americans were found on on here on your website mm-hmm. um and they're definitely their field isn't isn't the greatest but you know it's the team it's montpellier is on the mediterranean sea yeah um so they got beaches down there and it's hot and 
and it's a it's a nice it's a nice place. Yes. South Stance is very nice. Yeah, that's Rob Herman I've been speaking to there, and yeah, he seems to be loving it there. He played in Germany last year, but yeah, I think he's found a home there in, in Montpellier because right on right on the Mediterranean, like you said, you can't you can't go wrong there or any of those teams in and around France. You know, uh, it just just sounds like a, a, an ideal situation. So pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that I, I've kind of noticed that I went on the French league website and I was looking through all the rosters and you know there, there's Americans throughout the league. Some clubs tend to always import Americans and some tend to have the Latin American or Latin players. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what the trend will be in the future or what, but I, I, there's definitely opportunities. Have you faced any of these second division clubs on the playdowns yet? We we haven't. Okay. We- we still have to play the other. We play uh, Savini um, in in the Division One playdown, and then whoever loses that plays the championship of the Division Two. Um, but my my roommate and I we've been we've been looking up some Division Two teams. Um, there's we know there's there's one club uh, La Rochelle. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in uh, Southwest France. Uh, the field is actually right on the beach. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, but they have they have two Americans on their team, um, or an American and a Canadian, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're actually playing really well. And we know we know Shot has had um, has had imports on their team when they were in Division Two. Um, so so it's pretty standard for the maybe the top of the second division to to have some imports. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, that team's recently come on my my radar as well. Is is the team from uh, the one you just said? I can't, you know, I'm, I'm really bad with pronouncing things, especially in French. Even though I'm Canadian, I think, but I do think it's Rouen, 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 Rouen. Oh yeah, Rouen and uh, Savigny, Savigny, Savigny. Savigny. I think. See, I was saying it kind of like with a French twist. I thought, but maybe not. Um, Okay, yeah, I'm looking for the, that other cl- that club you just said right now, and they're currently not on the web. Oh, yeah, there they are. They're called the Buccaneers, Les Buccaneers, La Rochelle. Really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think they've, I don't know, honestly, I'm not sure if they picked up a guy off my website or not, but I know they are active looking. They've been on the website looking before, so, um, so they definitely have a couple of imports. Cool. <laughs> uh, so let's move on through the interview. Um, did how, how did it work um, compensation wise? Um, well, initially they the initial email I got said that they wanted me to pay the flight out, but then they would pay for housing and for um, housing and, and a salary. But as I started talking to them more and more. Uh, they're like, no, 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 no. We we pay for the flight. So uh, they they pay for the flight here and the flight home. Um, we get money every month. Uh, it's kind of a salary. It's kind of meal money, basically. Yeah. Um, and we have an apartment. And they also the club uh, gave us a car. Yeah. Um, so we have a car that that we can drive around. And um, me and my roommate actually last Monday we drove up to Normandy. Um, spent the day in Normandy. Um, cool. And so, I mean, they're like, here, here's the car. You pay for gas. Um, but we, I mean, they, they, they don't give us enough that, you know, we're going to go and just blow it on just 
and do whatever we want. But, yeah. you know, they, they give you enough that you can go and you can vacation a little bit and you can go to different places and and uh, and you can you can eat very easily on, on what they give you. Yeah. And, and what about like uh, – so you have an apartment. What's the apartment like? Uh, it's – uh, <laughs> it's kind of small, yeah. but it's not like it, um, upstairs. It actually has two bedrooms upstairs. Yeah. Um, and the, the two bedrooms they have, they're queen size or full beds. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, downstairs we have a futon and a couch. Yeah. Um, and the kitchen is really small, but, um, it's not bad. Well, you got your own place uh, though. You got your own, yeah, exactly. you, got, you got your own place and, it's, it's not in the rough part of town, so probably. So, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You know, that's really all you can expect. If you got your own room and you're not bunking with a guy, then I think you you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've seen some some pretty poor situations. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so you got the car, that thing, the wheels not falling off. Like it's a decent car, it can get you around and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we haven't had any problems with it. It's it's definitely it's definitely not the nicest that's possible, but <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> no, I'm just speaking from experience. The car we have here is pretty funny right now, but they they just painted over the rust to make it look a little better. But you know, it gets you from A to B. There's you know, it, it works. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So, uh, but I, you know, typically in Europe, what happens is like, yeah, you're caught. You're not paid much money, but usually it's enough to cover your expenses. Not really anything extra for traveling, but the guys in the club kind of take you out. And when they take you out, you usually don't pull out your wallet. Is that kind of what you what you found there? Or um, that's that's definitely a little bit what we've experienced. Yeah. Um, we haven't. I mean, we my my roommate and some of the other guys have had more experience traveling a little bit more on road trips and. They spent some time in Paris with with uh, with our teammates, um, but definitely as when we travel as a team, um, when we go places with guys on the team, they uh, they definitely are like, oh no, we got this, we got this, no, we'll yeah. we'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes sometimes it's a little frustrating because because uh, it's like you know yeah. oh, we're given this so we can we can it's not like we're it's not like we're you know, digging for money and we're trying to, you know, dig through the garbage or whatever to eat. <laughs> I, I mean, we got, it's enough money that it's going to feed you and it's going to last yeah. all month. So you feel a little bit silly sometimes or, you know, a little stupid when you're out and, and you, you never, you know, people are always kind of trying to oh, take are you care still there? of poor foreigner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're back. Yeah. So I couldn't hear you for a second. So you feel kind of like... That, like they're pity pitying the fo- the poor foreigner foreign baseball player or whatever yeah so let's let's talk a little off the field um what's your what's the coolest experience you've had off the field you know just being in 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 uh in france um i mean just just traveling around um uh, has been really awesome i met i met some friends that go to school in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, we met in Paris and spent a couple of days in Paris hanging out. Um, and that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, seeing just the different sites. I mean, the Eiffel tower, the Arc de Triomphe, yeah. um, the Louvre, um, Notre Dame. Yeah. 
you know, seeing, seeing these different sites, but also it's been really cool, um, having a car and being able to go to different places that, you know, aren't the mainstream, uh, um, tourist spots. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a place called the Mont Michel, mm-hmm. um, which is like an island right off of, um, it's in Normandy. Uh, it's, it's right on the coast. And it's like this island that they built this giant church on the top. And so it's like this little village oh, with cool. this giant church on the top. And, uh, and they, they, uh, they made a bridge out to it. And so we went there and it is, it, it's just amazing. Yeah. Like everything that they can do. And, um, another place I went, I went to, uh, Saint Malo, yeah. which is, uh, an, an old, old city that used to defend France from the British. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. In uh, in uh, the province of Brittany, I think it's the province. Yeah. Um, and so they have they have all the it's like right on the right on the English Channel, and mm-hmm. they have all the giant walls, and you can see everything. And um, so just just seeing seeing some of these different attractions that aren't really the mainstream have been really I've been really fortunate to do that. Yeah, that's cool. And how, that was a road trip. How far a drive is that? Uh, to Sam, we, we did a little, uh, just like a little circle. We went to, um, uh, Rennes, which is about Saint Malo from Rennes is, you know, maybe an hour. Yeah. And then, uh, and then from Saint Malo to Mont Saint Michel is another hour. Yeah. And then it takes, we drove straight back. It's about, I don't know, three hour drive, yeah. uh, from Mont Saint Michel to Chat. That's not too bad. Yeah, no, I think everything like north. You're kind of in the middle of France there, so with north or south, I guess you're probably only a few hours away from the coast. Right on. Um, so, if you don't come back to France next year, um, what will what will you miss? Um, I'd, I'd say uh, one thing that I really liked here is just kind of the relaxed atmosphere and just that you're here strictly to play baseball and have fun. Yeah, and that's that's something that. I think I might have kind of forgot during during my college season because again I, I was putting so much pressure on myself and and I wanted our team to win um, and here it's it's literally you're here because you want to be here and you're here because you love playing baseball. Yeah. I mean you're not you're not here because you're on scholarship to go to school. You're not here to play for the fans. You're yeah. here because you love to play the game and you just want to, you just want to keep playing. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, I think is, is one of the biggest things that I'll miss, um, about being in France, um, and playing in this league. It's just, just coming out and, you know, smiling and joking around and having fun and getting your job done. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we do get a little too caught up into, you get a little too serious, you know, back home. And, uh, you know, sometimes you have to, you forget that baseball is about having fun and, and just, doing your thing and don't put too much pressure on yourself and we do put too much pressure on ourselves uh so what what won't you miss about france (laughs) that's the tough one right there um yeah i would you know there's been there's been a lot of unique experiences um i i guess the biggest thing is is i won't miss some of the the baseball immaturity Mm -hmm. um just just because with some of the experiences I've had in the States in the past, you know, um, just certain plays where you're like, oh, no, you need to do this. 
and they don't they don't even process that mm-hmm. um and they, they don't even um like they don't realize it where for me it's just kind of instinct to yeah. do it yeah um so the inexperience, the the inexperience, or the, the the little aspects of the game that are second nature to you. Yeah, that is. I mean, I mean, it's it's the inexperience of of different plays and of, of just playing the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, and just just the little like the little subtleties that you kind of learn as as you get older. Um, that that are I mean they're they're not super important but they're they are as you get older and as the game speeds up they i mean they're they're pretty important if you want to if you want to continue getting better and continue to learn how to play yeah yeah i guess it's just the major difference is just they haven't they've haven't been playing their whole lives and they haven't been playing as much or or in as haven't been guided as well and so it just it takes time but yeah it's a different different baseball it's a little it's a different baseball um okay any recommendations for anyone that wants to come play in France. Uh, any last recommendation? Uh, I just, I just say, you know, be prepared for anything. Uh, know that you're going to be on your own most of the time during the week. Um, you know, my roommate and I, we found out that there's Wi-Fi at the clubhouse at the field. Um, so, I mean, literally, we we wake up. You know, 11 o'clock noon every day, and we come to the field. We take batting practice on the field a couple of times during the day. Um, so we take batting practice. We come in, we eat, we play around on the computer. Then we take some more batting practice, and then we do the same thing. And so it's just you gotta you gotta find ways to keep yourself busy. You gotta find ways to keep yourself in shape and and to stay active. I mean, you can't just sit around and and watch TV, even though TV's on French, so that's yes. how much you'd want to do that. But you can't sit around and, and just watch movies all day or, or feel sorry for yourself. you got to go out. you got to do stuff. And it's not all about traveling. It's about making yourself a better baseball player. Yeah. And that's that's really my roommate and I. I mean, that's one reason why we're here. We, we want to keep playing, and and, uh, and we want to get better every day. And, and if that's not – if your plan is to – is to come out and and uh, you're you're coming here just to travel and and you know I want to get a free flight to to France or whatever then then Division One in France is is not your place. Yeah. Um, look for a Division Two team. Look for you know someone that might not play as many games, might not practice as much. Um, but definitely, if you're if you're looking, if you're looking to get better, if you're looking to, you know, come to Europe and continue a career and and hopefully propel yourself someplace else or find find a place to play, you know, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, yeah, well said. I, I you know, it, it's true. The clubs are are definitely um, cautious of the traveling baseball player, the guy that's coming over and just not taking it as serious as they should and. Um, I don't think there's room for anybody like that unless they're paying their own flight uh, and they're going to volunteer at a club and they'll maybe put them up in an apartment or something like that because really it's, it's cool to go travel and do your thing but if you're if you're constantly gone and not you know being part of the club and not staying in shape and, and not really playing at the level that you can when trying to better yourself then then you know that's not why they're bringing you there and you're going to let them down so so yeah excellent point cool well best of luck in the playdowns i'm currently in the playdowns right now in austria we went from 
first to worst <laughs> over the last few seasons. So, uh, so we're fighting for our, our first division lives, but we're okay. I think we're going to be all right, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, so good luck to you guys with that. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you back next year. What's your plans? Uh, right now, I don't have any. Um, I was contacted by one team in Germany, um, but I don't think it's going to work out there. Um, so, you know, wherever, wherever it takes me, and, and I, I feel like I've been really blessed um, to uh, that, that God puts me in the right position and, and that he puts me where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. And if that's back here, then that's back here. And if that's someplace else, you know, I'll be happy, I'll go, and and uh and i'll continue to get better and and continue to feel blessed right on well thanks mike um send me an email time sometime keep keep me updated on how the season goes and yeah best of luck to you and and hopefully we'll catch up down the road sometime definitely thank you all right take care say, hi to, say hi to josh for me i will all right later that wraps up episode number 56. Thanks again, Mike, for sitting down with me over a year ago to record this podcast episode. It finally got up. Lots of great information. Enjoyed listening to your story, buddy. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening to this podcast episode. And we'll catch you on the next one, which is episode number 57, coming up soon. Take care, everybody.